Hello everybody, I'm Radio Johnny and you are listening to Recovery Radio on KRFP 90.3 FM, Moscow Pullman. Recovery Radio is recorded live at the Latov Recovery Center, located at 531 South Main Street in Moscow. You can contact the LRC by phone at 208-883-1045 or by email at latovrecoverycenter at gmail.com. You can find them on the web at latovrecoverycenter.org and on Facebook. Recovery Radio's purpose is to share with our community how addiction and behavioral health disorders affect us all and how we deal with them. We also share the personal stories of people in and around recovery, highlighting their experience, insight, and hope for continued recovery. And just wanted to say on on a side note, uh, this is kind of a big deal for us at Recovery Radio. We are going into our seventh year of sharing uh, information and personal stories of people in and around recovery. And uh, we're pretty proud of that. And we want to thank you all for uh, uh, listening and not marching on the uh, radio station with pitchforks and torches demanding we be thrown off the air. I'm just kidding. But we are pretty excited about uh, being here for seven years. It's a big deal to us. Uh, Also, I want to uh, let you know what's going on this week at the Leta Recovery Center. And starting off... uh, Monday through Friday at 8.30 a.m. Vandal Recovery meets at the University Recovery Programs at the Campus Christian Center. And uh, let's see, following that, Monday through Saturday is the uh, 12.00 at 12 o'clock is the AA meeting. Also uh, daily at 7 p.m. Monday through Sunday is uh, Narcotics Anonymous. I think those are all the uh, week-long ones. So, going back to Mondays, 5.30 p.m., AA Monday Men's Meeting. 7.30 p.m. Uh, is the Women's AA Meeting, and that's live and on Zoom. You can pick up the Zoom link from our calendar. You can attend live at St. Mark's Church over there by the library. And at 8.30 p.m., Sexaholics Anonymous. Moving on to Tuesday, 2 p.m. is the Events Committee. 6 p.m. is the All Recovery Meeting, and that's also Vandal Recovery at the Campus Christian Center. 8.30 p.m., Sexaholics Anonymous. And on Wednesdays, 3 p.m. is the Volunteer Orientation. If you want to become a volunteer, stop in, talk to Sean or one of the other staff members and get you hooked up. Uh, 4 p.m. is RAP, which is an acronym for Wellness Recovery Action Plan. Moving on to Thursday, 5 p.m. is Game Night, and 8.30 p.m. is Sexaholics Anonymous. And Fridays, 1.30 p.m., Spiritual Renewal Bible Study. Uh, 2 p.m. is the Intern Meeting, and at 8 p.m. is the Al-Anon Meeting. Moving over to Saturday, you've got uh, uh, AA at noon, 7 p.m. is Narcotics Anonymous. Sundays, uh, 9.30 a.m. Sunday morning AA at the Campus Christian Center, and you can get the Zoom link for that from the uh, AA District 22 uh, website. I believe it's district22aa.org. You can get on the web there, and then uh, 7 p.m. noon AA and 7 p.m. Alcoholics Anonymous. 
A couple of uh, standouts uh, this month on the 16th. They're going to be doing a craft hour starting at 1 o'clock at the LRC. And on Saturday the 20th, the uh, Misfits group of AA will be having their speaker meeting and potluck starting at 11, followed by their regular AA meeting. And that's it for the calendar. Uh, this week's show, uh, Denise and I talk about the uh, NA and AA fellowships and the importance of uh, you know having people around you to help bolster your recovery, see you through the rough spots, and also to hold you a little bit of accountability uh, to make sure you're doing everything you can to make your recovery a success. So here we go with uh, Recovery Radio and... I'm Radio Johnny, and I will see you later. You are listening to Recovery Radio on KRFP in beautiful Moscow, Idaho. She's Denise. Hi, everyone. And our guest in the studio is Johnny and Denise today. Yep. And uh, we're just going to talk. And I was going to read the Just for Today off of the NA website. June 7th, 2018. Someone who believes in me. Just for today. Just for today, I will have faith in someone in NA who believes in me and wants to help me in my recovery. Basic text, page 100. Not all of us arrive in NA automatically stay clean, but if we keep coming back, we find in Narcotics Anonymous the support we need for our recovery. Staying clean is easier when we have someone who believes in us, even when we don't believe in ourselves. Even in the most frequent relapser, excuse me, even the most frequent relapser in NA believes in us. When we ask them if we will ever get clean, they always reply, yes, you can and you will just keep coming back. We all need someone who believes in us, especially when we can't believe in ourselves. When we relapse, we undermine our already shattered self-confidence, sometimes so badly that we begin to feel utterly hopeless at such times we need to we need the support of our loyal na friends they tell us that this is our last relapse <clears throat> they know from experience that if we keep coming to the meetings we will eventually get clean and stay clean it's hard for us it's hard for many of us to believe in ourselves but when someone loves us unconditionally offering support no matter how many times we we've relapsed Recovery in NA becomes a little more real for us. Believing in us. We ask them if we will ever get clean, and they always reply, Oh, wait, I'm rereading the thing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway, so that's, that's a really good point. I mean, um, when people enter into NA, uh, at first it is. It's pretty scary, and there was probably a pretty big, huge past of, of things that, that we regret. And, um, and everyone comes alongside of us and also in, of course, in AA as well, comes alongside of us and, you know, just, just really is supportive and things like that. And then I found as time goes on, you know, you find that there's all sorts of people in the community that can be supportive and helpful in your recovery. And you'd be surprised, um, where that support comes from. It can be anywhere from your boss, to your coworkers, your church, um, your doctors, um, just so many people in the community become supportive when you try to when you're trying to change your life around and it's just truly amazing to uh to see that unfold really you know oh yeah no absolutely and uh 
Am I coming through? Yeah, I am. Okay. Uh, it's, uh, I think, uh, almost every re recovery program uh, uses the basic tenants and 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 step work that uh, is in AA and my experience is what is with AA but it's the same it's the same concept it's the same uh, it's it's the same fellowship it's when you know if somebody uh, you know the person in AA who brought the idea of you know the beginning of the twelve steps to Bill W was was a guy named Ebby, and Ebby was a serial relapser. You know, and you know he would even after he had this answer, you know, there were times where he would go out and come back, and like I've said before, you know, whenever a newcomer comes in, uh, typically somebody who's been around the program a while will welcome them and. And, uh, you know, ask them uh, or, or tell them, I hope you hear something that screws up your, your drinking. <laughs> right. And, and I've, I have found that personally to be true. You know, the, the relapses I've had uh, in the past have been short and miserable because you can't unhear something. Yeah, I guess that's kind of it. Once, once yeah. something hits you and, and you realize it, it's the truth and it's the way things are, uh, you know, going back out is never, I mean, on top of the fact that the reason I got into AA to begin with was it just wasn't working anymore. Mm -hmm. It wasn't filling that huge gaping hole in my right. gut right. that, that nothing could, uh, you know, make better except alcohol. And then it stopped making it better, made it worse. Yeah. Um, but you know, I was able to drink through that. If, for me, when I was out there, it just meant I needed more. Yeah, I was going to say, it's kind of like if you don't get around some people who help show you that there's different ways to live your life and um, and model that for you, you know, and you start to get start to get a feel for that yourself, it's like you just keep going back to the same thing that's not working because you don't know anything else. You know what I mean? Right, I mean, exactly. for some of us, there is that, literally that point where we just keep doing that same thing over and over again because we really just don't know any other way you know, right. I mean, and, and it sounds ridiculous as I'm saying it, but it's a lot of things that happen in addiction with drugs or alcohol that change, you know, your thinking, your brain chemistry and things like that. And um, it takes a little while for our brain chemistry and our thinking to, to get clear again. Well, and you know, because I'm telling you, like, as I'm saying it right now, I'm like, it just sounds insane, you right. know, because I've been in recovery for four and a half years. But but that's oh, it really how it looked then. Yeah. It absolutely is insane. You know, I mean, definition of san insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Right. You know, yeah. you, you you're you're gonna get what you, what you put into it, and you know, if you just keep pouring alcohol or dope mm -hmm. on an alcohol or dope problem, yeah, it won't work. And yeah, it does sound insane, but you know, to to people like me. Uh, it's, it makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's the lottle, they call the lottle principle. Mm -hmm. If a little is good, a lot will be better. Mm. Yeah. That's somatic thinking right there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know, it's, it, it, these programs, these 12 step programs are, are often uh, spoken of as backwards programs for backwards people. And because, you know, our best thinking got our butts into chairs, you know, on a Saturday night at an AA or an NA meeting, 
when the rest of the world is, you know, having dinner with their, you know, families or going out to the theater or, or doing sure. something like that, um, we have to take actions to change the way we think. Most people say, oh, I put my hand on a hot stove. Well, I'm just not going to do that again. They make that mental note and they don't do it anymore. Alcoholics, addicts, they put their hand on the hot stove. They go, oh, man, that really hurt. Well, maybe it won't hurt this time. <laughs> ah, it really it hurt. Oh, so it can't happen three <laughs> times in a row. Okay. Ah, that really hurts. <laughs> and, and, and that's, you know, why we have to take actions. We have to, in order to get right thinking, we have to start practicing right actions. I got to say that there's some upsides to uh, being a part of doing 12-step and just, I don't know, just overall self-improvement. So I've been listening to some audiobooks, um, and and they all kind of point out that, you know, uh, healthy people do things like that, you know, and they point out the, the 12 steps of AA and NA mm -hmm. as, you know, just an example of why that's super healthy healthy you know to be accountable and to go through all those kinds of things in your life and stuff like that so that was kind of cool you know at least it's recognized even when it's subject matters or books that actually have nothing to do with addiction they're just you know uh, the, the most recent one was safe people that i was listening to mm -hmm. just kind of talks about uh you know character and stuff like that i guess you know Right. As I'm rebuilding in recovery, I'm trying to make sure that I'm um, surrounding my people, surrounding myself with healthy people, and I kind of want to double check that. And so, well, that was a good, good read. Yeah, it it, it sounds like it was, and and you know, self help books, um, you know, for people who are are are, are what are often called normies, or more appropriately, I would call them healthy. People. Right, I like that much better. Uh, I think because so too. people people who are in the midst of their addiction are sick people. It's a mm -hmm. disease. There's no sure. doubt about that. Um, and you know, but healthy people um, can take suggestions like that and and put them put them into action. Mm -hmm. um, I remember early on in in sobriety, you know, when I really started working the the twelve steps. I thought, you know, oh, this is this is so great. This would be good for everybody, for I anybody, agree. you know, healthy people mm -hmm. or not. Yeah. But it turns out, <laughs> it turns <laughs> out, the most healthy people yeah. already practice the the principles in their daily affairs. Yep. yep. And and although although helpful, it's not it, it's certainly not as paramount for them to practice the things this as is it true. is for me yeah that's absolutely true i mean i think that uh i think that i could speak for myself i think that i definitely used to uh be pretty good with those things and then when uh addiction happened then it just kind of fell to the wayside so you're right i mean it is and that's what people usually do you know? right right they make amends they look at the things that they've done and they right. adjust yeah they're that's, honest. That's true. They're, they don't keep yeah, secrets. Yeah. They, <laughs> <laughs> they don't like, spend their mortgage on things they shouldn't. You know? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, in, in as much as uh, uh, certainly everyone, everyone has the capacity to fine tune their life in one way or another. And, and once you've been 
in sobriety and and working those steps and practicing the principles in your daily affairs, you can always get better at it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to, talking about relapse in the in the uh, book there, I recall um, I was uh, many years sober, and uh, I moved to this godforsaken. Uh, backwater town with a university in it, which will remain nameless. Oh my goodness, John. <laughs> uh, no, no. I moved to beautiful Moscow, Idaho, and I didn't get right back into a program. I didn't, uh, you know, get a home group. Mm. I didn't, uh, you know, volunteer for any positions within the organization. And uh, yeah, God knows where that thing's been. I know. Uh, that's a visual. Picking, Sorry, folks. Picking uh, a lint off the mic. <laughs> <laughs> we hope it was lint. Anyway. It was lint. I okay. Think. <laughs> I think. Uh, probably cat hair from Craig or something. <laughs> Who knows? Anyway. Um, so, you know, I didn't get immediately involved in it. And I found myself getting crazier and crazier and crazier. Except I didn't realize what was driving the the you know the the madness that was going on in my head you know that the desire to to drink mm-hmm. you know came back gosh and, i think uh, i'd be completely bored were you bored no no i was i was oh. busy uh, oh, we okay. had a new home that had to be it had been a uh, rental unit for mm-hmm. 25 years before we bought it uh, it had to be, you know, almost rebuilt from the studs out. There were a lot of things that need to be done. It's on a half an acre of neglected ground, mm-hmm. which meant, you know, gardening and, and, uh, you know, I, so you were super, super busy. Really? I, I was really busy okay. and I, you know, uh, my wife has a, you know, has a, uh, had a, a much busier social calendar that I was involved in and, you know, I, Everything, everything was going very well, mm-hmm. except that I was no longer involved with the fellowship and the program, um, and I, I started not practicing the principles all the mm-hmm. time. You know, I, I, ha- I have what, what I've heard called a built-in forgetter. I can forget how bad things were mm-hmm. uh, in the past, and... Um, you know, it's, it's, it's so for me when I meet somebody new in AA and and they're shaking like a dog pooping peach pits and they don't want to mm-hmm. talk and they got the deer in the headlights look, um, that's good for me. Mm-hmm. That's really good for so me to you. see because mm-hmm. it reminds me. Uh, it is it has also become my cue to get as close to that person mm-hmm. as I can right. to let them know that uh, although they may feel like it and they may want to they're not going to die being sober Mm -hmm. you know i mean they're not going to die from being sober it's almost like it's like that point where if you can make that commitment at least from what i've experienced if you can if you could finally make that commitment to 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 try to get clean that first time you know you you try to and it might take a couple of times but you get a little or dozens of times right you yeah you you get some time in you get some time in um, to see how it feels and where it could be a little bit uncomfortable because it's a little bit unknown. 
you start to realize, yeah, you can totally live without substances, you know, like it's not going to be the rest of your life. It doesn't have to be the rest of your life. Right. Now, that's not to say I'm not, I'm not counter contradicting what you were saying about like no. that you need to be involved. But, um, that was a really bright light for me after like a decade of, you know, dabbling around in opiates and stuff like that and then getting really serious with it. Um, that was pretty cool because I, I honestly hadn't ever seen anyone, uh, do recovery. I didn't know where to go. I didn't know I was an addict at first. I mean, why I didn't know that blows me away still. But it wasn't until I got into the NA book and started reading the beginning of that NA book that I realized that they were talking about my life. Right, exactly. And, and I mean, my mind just about blew up right there. Well, know? exactly. And, and you know. I didn't realize I, I had such a problem. I, pro- I, I, I knew that although although I didn't label myself an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. I knew I drank way differently than everybody else. I mean, right. when you get to the point where, you know, the, the party's over, people are passed out all over the ground, and you're mm-hmm. still looking for another beer. Right. You don't drink right. like everyone else. Sure. And, and I, knew, I knew I was there. And, and at the very end, I knew I couldn't stop on my own. Mm-hmm. I knew I woke up in the morning and went, I'm not going to do that again today. And, and literally 15 minutes later so, I was drunk. So that sounds actually like a, uh, just popped into my mind. So like kind of some warning signs that like there is seriously a problem going on. And I think that that's a, that's a really good example. And when I talked earlier about, you know, spending your mortgage on things you shouldn't, um, that's another really good example. Like if you're trying to feel out, I mean, you kind of already usually know whether or not you have a problem. But sometimes you have to hear it from someone else as to what are some signs that things are definitely falling under addiction. What other things do you do you think? Sure. Would- well, you know, there's there's those monetary things. But let's let's take the example of somebody who's mm-hmm. monetarily set. Yeah, because that could be. They, yeah, they maybe they're a, a young person. Mm-hmm. They're living at home. They don't have to worry about where they're going to sleep. Sure. Uh, if there's going to be food. They probably are, you know, they may be getting some sort of an allowance. Uh, mm-hmm. The so insurance the is issue. paid for, the car's yeah. there, there's gas in it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they may be going to school and that's, you know, the. so it may not be a money issue. Right. So, you know, so I go out and drink uh, every Friday night. Or so I, you know, when, when it comes to finals, I, I take a lot of uh, uh, Adderall to, you know, help me study. So, uh, you know, I, I had, you know, I got this problem with my knee and, and I take, you know, this, uh, uh opioid opiate. to, uh, you know, to take care of it. Um, you know, so what, what's the big deal? Well, when your day to day life starts to revolve around when your next medication dosage is, or you get done with finals and wow, you really enjoyed the the feeling that you got from uh, from taking the Adderall and made you feel real sharp and mm-hmm. uh, with you know it, it it even says in the A Big Book people drink basically because they like the effect produced by alcohol. Sure. And you know why would you want? The, here's my thinking: Why would I want that to stop? Mm-hmm. Right. I want to feel this good all the time. Mm-hmm. Um. And, you know, that's some of the thinking you have to look for. Um, is it 
something uh, and and look look around you i mean sometimes it's tough if you're hanging out with a crowd mm-hmm. that's all doing a lot right. of drinking definitely uh, or doing a lot of dope mm-hmm. you know um because that kind of becomes your norm right, around exactly. you. And there's not really going to be anyone necessarily speaking in and saying, hey, this isn't normal because we're all doing it. Well, yes and no. Um, in in your immediate group, I mean, when I drank, I was surrounded with my people that drank and partied. Mm-hmm. That way, you know, I was, I was normal. I was in the group. Everybody was doing it. It was okay. But there were always people on the periphery, family, right. you know, other friends that maybe weren't in the group who said you're you're drinking a lot Mm -hmm. you know or whoa it's nine o'clock in the morning and your breath smells like whiskey what's Mm -hmm. up with that sure you know oh well you know i just had a bad night last night just need a little Mm -hmm. bump to you know get rid of the hangover or whatever um there will be signs mm-hmm. and and you know if if the person listening right now that might that thinks they might have a problem um does what I did, which is you just blow it off eh you know if if you have my problems, you drink like this too, or you're just jealous because you know I work for myself and I can drink whenever I want, mm-hmm. and that's what goes on in my head yeah and and it, that that sort of th- thinking also leaks into other areas of your life too and eh, i'll pay the water bill next month that frees up some more money for right for right now for, for whatever want, for the immediate for the gratification yeah yeah um and and you know if if you're if you're chemical dependent you know, you're going to get to a point where the doctor's not going to write you a script anymore because they realize you're going through way more than you should. Right. And then the minute that you start going and seeking illegally, you're an addict. There's there's probably a, a good chance that you are. Yeah. You know, yeah. or that. And and let's let's remember out there, folks, you know, your addiction was the root cause of it wasn't just because you introduced a chemical into your body the root cause there was something else going on Mm -hmm. it's it's the thing now i forget where i read it but it it seems very you know almost genius to me so rather than asking people you know what's wrong with you you need to ask them what happened to you Mm -hmm. you know what happened that you feel you know this hole in you that needs to be filled by by something foreign yeah that unfortunately you know is eventually will kill you and and by the way you know if you're wondering if you're going to die from drinking too much or taking too much dope you will that's it yep. there's there's, no question. there's people out there this very moment that are are dying from these diseases you know, your liver will not last forever. You might get lucky and get a new one, but guess what? If when the doctors check you and they find out that you have a constant blood alcohol level of point one something or two something yeah. all the time, you won't get a liver. 
And, you know, if you've transitioned from uh, uh, opioid prescription medication to heroin, which a lot of people do because heroin is cheaper and easier to get, there's an excellent probability that you're going to overdose because you never know, you know, how strong that black tar is or, or, or your powder or, you know, no matter what it is, buying it off the street, there's no FDA check on that. Every year, people in Moscow that I know die from overdoses. Yeah, it happens all the time. It does, and it's really sad. But that's that's the that's the end of your game if you want to you know keep going that way. Mm-hmm. And I know I know it sounds a little little coarse, but I'm so I, I'm I, I have to be the voice of truth when we right. talk about this because that's my truth. If I go back to drinking, I'm dead. And it probably won't take long because my addiction is sitting in the corner of this room right over there doing push-ups and chin-ups. And it's as strong as it ever was. And when I, if I go back to it, I'm not going to go back to like when I was a teenager and had my first beer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go back to it like I never stopped drinking 20 years ago. Right. I'm, I'm going to be at, you know, two-fifths a day to start out with and it's going to keep going till my organs shut down and I'm dead and that's it. That's it. That's all there is to it. Yeah. So with that, I'm going to give out some, did you? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. I'm going to give out some, um, some numbers for some places here in town that can help out. Even if you have a question as to whether or not, um, you're an addict or, or not. Do, or do you want to let people get a pencil and we'll yeah. play some music Let's first. do that. Yeah, get a pen and paper, please, and we'll we'll play we'll play some music and then we'll come back to some phone numbers. That Thanks, sounds Johnny. like a plan. And here we go. Little Bob Dylan. Twas in another lifetime, one of toil and blood. When blackness was a virtue, the road was full of mud. I came in from the wilderness, a creature void of form. Come in, she said, I'll give you shelter from the storm. And if I pass this way again, you can rest assured. I'll always do my best for her, on that I give my word. In a world of steel at death and men who are fighting to be warm. Come in, she said, I'll give ya shelter from the storm. Not a word was spoke between us, there was little risk involved. Everything up to that point had been left unresolved. Try imagining a place where it's always safe and warm. Come in, she said, I'll give ya shelter from the storm. out from exhaustion buried in the hail poisoned in the bushes and blown out on the trail hunted like a crocodile ravaged in the corn come in she said I'll give ya shelter from the storm suddenly I turned around and she was standing there 
With silver bracelets on her wrists and flowers in her hair She walked up to me so gracefully And took my crown of thorns Come in, she said, I'll give you shelter from the storm Now there's a wall between us Something that's been lost I took too much for granted I got my signals crossed Just to think till it all began On a non-eventful morn Come in, she said I'll give you shelter from the storm Well, the deputy walks on hard nails And the preacher rides a mount But nothing really matters much It's doom alone that counts And the one-eyed undertaker He blows a feudal horn Come in, she said I'll give ya Shelter from the storm I've heard newborn babies Wailing like a moaning dove And old men with broken teeth Stranded without love Do I understand your question, man? Is it hopeless and forlorn? Come in, she said, I'll give you shelter from the storm. In a little hilltop village, they gambled for my clothes. A bargain for salvation, and she gave me a lethal dose. I offered up my innocence, I got repaid with scorn. Come in, she said, I'll give you a shelter from the storm. Well, I'm living in a foreign country, but I'm bound to cross the line. Beauty walks a razor's edge, someday I'll make it mine. If I could only turn back the clock to when God and her were born. Come in, she said, I'll give you a shelter from the storm. back on recovery radio krfp in beautiful moscow idaho i'm johnny she's denise and we're gonna hopefully lighten things up a little bit next uh 20 minutes or so and denise you have some uh numbers for help and healing Yes, I do. So, first of all, we are an outreach program of the Leitau Recovery Center, which is located at 531 South Main Street, um, right downtown here in Suit B. It's where the old Wheatberries used to be, right next to Wackadoos. And their phone number is 208-883-1045. And um, there is, and I'm going to use that word I like, a plethora of information in that building for um, help with recovery, um, and actually a multitude of other things, too. I mean, they actually help people when they get started, you know, looking for <clears throat> places to live and different resources and things like that. So 
That's definitely a place to go. And Jobs. They, yeah. They have computers, computers there, there. Mm-hmm. you can do research on or mm-hmm. or just, you know, find some interesting reading. Yeah. Not to mention the live programs they have. Cool. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Crochet and Calm Your Mind. Right. You know, yeah. Hey Jane, hey Alicia out yeah. there. I've been guests here before. And, um, also yeah. the peer recovery coaching. The peer recovery coaches there. Yep. Um, and, and just people, probably the most important thing in most cases just people to talk to right now uh tom's down there mm-hmm. and Excellent. he's working if you want to talk to somebody who's not only got experience with uh, lots of experience with recovery but also uh being a, a suicide uh survivor surviving the suicide of his son and uh and if you're blind you know mm-hmm. it's it's uh right. it's a trifecta he's he understands he's it all mm-hmm. and he'd be happy to talk to you so yeah yeah, and there's a multitude of other people down there. Um, there's both women and men down there helping. And so you can pretty much go there with whatever kind of questions. And, and they can kind of help you also prioritize things. If you're at the stage um, in your recovery where you need to get some goals figured out um, and have some support in that, you know, as well. Exactly. That's writing, part of writing what they do. Writing a resume, mm-hmm. uh, how yeah. to fill out a job application. Uh, mm-hmm. And writing a resume is not mm. what it used to be. No, it's oh not. man, oh man. And, that's and applying some crazy for stuff. Applying for jobs online is not what it used to be. Or I mean applying for jobs not what it used to be. Now you gotta do it online. And I'm telling you, I had help doing this and I think each time that I did it, it took about forty five minutes and they take you through this thing with like Indeed or this or that or the other, which is cool because then they send you stuff about, you know, jobs and stuff like that to your email. But it it is a little time consuming. So it's totally different. And the one that I had gotten where it was just a paper printout, that took two minutes to fill out. So <laughs> the world is changing. Yes, it and is. And so if you're if you're like me and you needed to get kinda a little bit of help figuring that out, then you can go down there and ask them for some help. The other one is Weeks in Vitry, which is an outpatient treatment center here in Moscow. And they are located at, at 818 South Washington Street here in Moscow. And their phone number is 208-882-8514. And um, so they um, also, they do a sliding scale, but they also help people even if you can just pay a tiny little bit. You know what I mean? They're going to work with you. Um, there's also BPA, which is um, our state funding, which I will give out that number in a little while. But you can also call just to see if um, if, the, if the state will fund you for some either inpatient treatment or outpatient treatment. The other one is Sequel Alliance Family Services, and they are located here in Moscow. And their phone number is 208-882-5960. Another, um, you know, and they actually have a lot of different services there with their, the part where it's family services, but it's also for um, addiction and things like that, too. There's also Celebrate Recovery, which is located um, here in Moscow at Real Life Campus, and that's right by Safeway, the Dollar Tree, that, that area right there. On Highway 8, yep. at the east end of town, sure. East, yep. east Side Marketplace. East Side yeah. Marketplace, yes. Um, so 1420 South Blaine Street, and um, their phone number is 208 882-2484 and it's a faith-based uh, 12-step program. AA has several levels of, of, of service uh, starting with the general service office in New York and then it comes down to uh, areas and then districts and the district meetings are typically held at uh, the Gritman cool. uh, Center. Mm-hmm. And of course AA uh, goes on every night here in Moscow and Pullman, yep. 
Right. One place um, or another, huh? Yeah, exactly. Just mm-hmm. drive around by church. <laughs> by, Are you guys smokers, drive, too? Drive, yeah, drive drive by the back <laughs> of churches, look for people smoking cigarettes and, drink and coffee drinking coffee. And you're, you're probably, you're probably be in the mm-hmm. right place. Right. If not, those people will probably send you to the group you want to be in. <laughs> we right. all kind of interact together. Yeah. Um, you know, something we haven't mentioned for a while, mm-hmm. and, and, and maybe you can give a shout sure. out to it, Denise, is... Uh, um, her journey. Yes. So we have her journey victim recovery classes for domestic abuse. And the local number for that is 509-484-0600. And the national number is 503-846-9284. So this is the deal. You call the numbers and the, the lady that answers the phone is going to ask you some questions. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to keep you safe and they're screening the calls. They're not going to put out a schedule that um, the abusers can find out where you are. You know, we're going to, they're going to kind of keep this on the down low and make sure that you're the person that needs to, to be seen with that. They're, you know, they're just, they're just trying to right. keep people safe. I don't right. know how else right. to say that, but yeah. basically that's how that's going. Oh, and then the other one is BPA that I spoke of earlier. Um, the, the state of Idaho state help number is 208 336 Four two seven five, and like I said, you call them. You can answer some questions. Find out if um, if you qualify for funding for either outpatient or inpatient treatment here in the state of Idaho, and that can be um, extremely beneficial. I mean, you could get you could get your treatment paid for. So that's yeah, worth and, checking out. And if you know if if you work for any company mm. in the area, mm-hmm. I know for a fact that uh, you know the the big three in this neighborhood: uh, University of Idaho, Washington State University, and uh, uh, Schweitzer Engineering Labs. All their insurances will cover mm. treatment. There's a, yeah, that's actually a good point. I've been getting some stuff in the mail um, about. Um, our insurance, even my kids' insurance to talk about helping with like mental health and things like that. So they're, you know, things are changing and there's some opportunities to get help with a lot of stuff. Right. Well, insurance companies have figured out they can make a much larger profit, uh, through prevention. Yeah. And, you know, uh, addressing things when they're small, Mm -hmm. you know, rather than, you know, uh, stage one cancer is much more curable than stage four cancer. Absolutely. Um, it's, uh, you know, if you run and work out or swim or exercise or whatever, you're much less likely to have heart disease. Mm -hmm. Uh, your stress levels will go down and that's, I I mean, they're doing doing it for a financial reason, but Mm -hmm. the reality is it's, it's better for you in the long run. Really is. Um, so, you know, take advantage if, if, if you think you have an issue, talk to somebody, if uh, several people tell you you have a problem, you probably have probably a problem. Do. And you know, go take advantage of those. Uh, go take advantage of those programs that are available. Mm-hmm. Um, I can I can speak from experience when I say that I became a whole. Well, when I was when I was drinking, I was unemployable. I mean, literally, it was unemployable. Nobody would touch me with a ten foot pole, and for good reason. Mm-hmm. Um, once. I got sober and had a little bit of sobriety under my belt and started, you know, living the, living the program like I should. I became a very good employee. Right. So, you know, if, if you're employed now, 
and need treatment, get into treatment before you're unemployed. Yeah, because there are people who um, are alcoholics or addicts that that do hold maintain a job. And That's right. uh, I've come to think maybe more recently that the ones that are able to maintain, um, I don't know, just uh, somewhat normalcy. So most people don't know that could be a little harder because it may be harder for them to realize that they actually have a problem. Right, well. right. There's, you know, an expression, mm-hmm. you know, functional alcohol or functional addict. Go. Yes. Um, you know, I was functional to a point. And, you know, I, I hadn't lost the house, the car, mm-hmm. the marriage yet. Right. You know, but I still have that bag of yets. Mm-hmm. If I right. go back out. It could happen, huh? It could happen. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Yeah. It just hasn't happened yet. Yeah. And as long as I, you know, keep a, a decent program going, mm-hmm. good chance it won't, you know. Mm-hmm. At least I know today, just today, I'm going to mm-hmm. be able to stay sober and, yeah. and be reasonably happy. Yep, and you've got a support team of people that you can call, friends. Oh, absolutely. And, you know what I mean? I mean... Well, I got a ton of people that'll call me up. Right. What the hell's going on, buddy? <laughs> right. We need to talk. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, man, I don't want to have that conversation again. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's kind of the thing, though, sure we're talking about during the break, that, you know, over time, you... Um, you know, people tried to talk to us, uh, well, me, back then, you know, in the beginning, and I had no idea. I mean, just didn't even realize what I was getting myself into totally. But today, if something were to go wrong, you know, we know, I think that everyone around me knows how to have a conversation with me. And I think that I would pick up on some keywords yeah. <laughs> at this point. Like, you're an idiot. You learn those things. <laughs> right, yeah. You're yeah. an addict. Yeah. You're a dope fiend. Yeah. What yeah. do you mean by that? <laughs> what are you trying, what are you getting at? Yeah. yeah. So Exactly. I think things would be a little different, but. No, so, absolutely. We have to. We have to. Or maybe we have to tell jokes sometimes so that we laugh because you know. That's right, because you know, uh, sobriety. Uh, you know, recovery is 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 a scary thing. But you know, there's there's the light at the end of the tunnel is intensely bright. You know. Oh yes, it is. You get to have a choice to to joke about things that that even though they're life and death. You know, I could I could sit here and tell stories for an hour about things I did when I was drinking. That, you know, absolutely, you know, those ba- those basic, here, hold my beer, you ain't going to believe what's going to happen <laughs> next sort of stories, you know. And I can laugh about that now. and Because you know, you're not doing that today. I'm not doing it. Right. I, have, I have a choice, and that's yep. that's the real gift. I have a choice today whether I, you know, am, can be incredibly stupid or, you know, just reasonably happy and and you know sit here and be able to do a radio program with a friend and and uh you know put the word out that there's there's light on the other side yeah. you know uh you don't you don't have to live there anymore and you don't have to get sober by yourself you know we're all out here for you mm-hmm. because helping people get sober and stay sober is what keeps us sober mm-hmm. You know, we can't we can't live in a vacuum. Uh, you know, the sobriety fairy did not come along and tap me on the head with the wand and guarantee my sobriety until you know I die. It's it's something I have to work at every day, and and uh, the biggest part of that process is sharing this message. Absolutely. That there's hope. Mm-hmm. We hope we hope there's hope. Yeah, you get you kind of get sprinkled with some fairy dust when you go into. Get some help, though, I think. It's kind of what it feels like. You know, there's that 
extreme intense happiness there in the beginning. As yeah, you're... and I got addicted to that stuff too. Yeah, that's man. pretty good. Fairy dust is still, oh man, that's, right? that's hard to come off of. Is that was that pink cloud stuff yes. or whatever. Yeah, the pink cloud that uh, in, you know intensely happy. Well, you know when you when when you're when you're pulled back from the gates of hell, things are things are pretty happy for a while. Yeah. I mean, extraordinarily happy, as they should be. Yeah, absolutely. You know that's your reward for making the decision. But uh, you know to maintain what I call reasonable happiness, you know. Uh, to wake up in the morning and not have the first thing I think of um, being reaching under the bed and seeing how much booze is left in that bottle. And you remember many, going to sleep, many. right? Isn't that one of the things, too? You remember going to sleep, you didn't oh, pass that's, out? Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. <laughs> and you wake up in a familiar place yeah. on a regular basis. Totally organized. Yeah. You have your day planned out. Yeah. It's I nice. go to sleep in a motel. When I wake up in a motel now, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to be here. Right, exactly. I didn't just end up here. Yeah. <laughs> and I know who's sleeping next to me. Yeah. Even a better thing. <laughs> oh. Yes, yes. So life can be good. We've got to remember that. You know, I think it's about time to wind it up. You yep. got any last thoughts? Well, just really did that uh, if if you're considering that you need to get some help um, or if people have been telling you that, you really should get hold of one of the treatment centers here in town or go down to the Laytown Recovery Center. I mean, just a conversation even with somebody down there could help you sort it out. You're not committing to anything. You're just having a conversation. So don't be That's scared. That's right. You That's know? right. Don't And don't be afraid. Yeah. Everybody There's... everybody there uh, has dealt with the same issue. So That's right. That's right. That's why they call it peer recovery. Yes. We all, we're all in this boat together. And uh, we're bailing as fast as we can. So we're going to keep it afloat. Yeah. And I think that's it for today. Yes, thank you, Johnny. Thank you, Denise. It's a pleasure as always. And uh, we will see you next Thursday. Thank you for listening to Recovery Radio.